Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It's God's will that we overcome every trial, every test. The scripture said He always causes us to triumph. He gives us the victory. And so don't believe anything that would try to convince you that you're supposed to lose. You're supposed to fail at this or that. You're supposed to come short of victory because it's, not, it's never God's will. It's always His will that you rely on the greater one who's inside you and Him come up big in you, strengthen you, quicken you. Uh, there are many things in your own strength you can't do. You're not enough in yourself. But you're not by yourself. If you're a believer, you got help. Amen. You got big time help. Yes. Hallelujah. Somebody say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives big in me. And greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat in the front. Turn off everything else. Don't, don't let yourself be distracted. Give the Lord your full attention for these next few minutes, and you'll get something good. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for uh, your grace, your help, your anointing, asking for an unveiling and revealing of truth that makes us free. Thank you, Lord, for answers. Thank you, Lord, for help. Thank you for building us up with your wonderful word and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, again in 1 John, the fifth chapter, to scripture that we've been looking at for some time. We're on a series that we're calling Faith That Overcomes. And it is uh, from this passage here that that idea comes. It's uh, in 1 John 5 and 4, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And that shouldn't be surprising because uh, if you're born of God, you are born of good stock. Right? <laughs> you're born of overcoming stock, of victory stock. You come from victory. You don't come from something deficient, something unable. You come from God. Say it out loud. I, I am born, born of God. If you're a believer, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and confessed him as Lord, believe that God has raised him from the dead. The scripture said you'd be saved and you have been and you are born of God and you are now a son, a child of the living God. And by very uh, nature, spiritual nature, you are a winner. Amen. 
Say it out loud. I'm a born winner. I'm a born overcomer. Then he goes on to, to tell us how the, these victories, this overcoming is achieved. He said, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith is the key to experiencing this overcoming, this victory. It doesn't happen uh, just apart uh, from you. It's not all God. Sometimes people say that, and they, they, they say, well, I, I just want it to be all of God and none of me. Well, that's not how it works. That's not how it's set up. And people said, I wish God would just, you know, I could just turn my head off and God would just take me over. Well, you're talking about being possessed. <laughs> and the Spirit of God doesn't possess you. You have to yield to Him because He is not a manipulator. He is not someone who's going to control you against your will. You have to cooperate with Him. So there's, in all these things, there's a Godward part a part that only he can do, that we can't do, but there's a manward part that he won't do for us. It's our part. If we don't do it, it's not going to work. And so what's our part? Faith. What's his part? The power, <laughs> the wisdom, uh, all of those things, confirming his word. But we, there must be our part. Now, we, we saw in uh, Romans 10, if you want to turn there again, it describes being born of God in Romans 10, 9, and 10. What we just referred to is believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. And, and then he says in verse 15, he said, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And this is a definition of the gospel. Glad tidings of good things. What is the gospel? You'll hear a lot of times people say it's good news. That's true. That's accurate. The word news, you don't see it in the scripture in, as much as in our vernacular. You'll see the word tidings. You'll see the word report, and which is, you know, if you're watching the news today on some local channel or something, when they're giving you the news, they're giving you a report, a report of something. And so the gospel is the good report. It's the good news. And it's the glad report of the good things. That's what he just got through saying. He goes on to say, verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the good news, the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So you see here he calls the gospel the report. And the rest of that verse from Isaiah says, uh, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And the answer is to the same one. The arm of the Lord, which represents the power of God, it's revealed to those who believe the report. Amen. It's not revealed to those who reject the report. You remember Jesus in, in what we call the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world. And do what? Preach, proclaim, announce the good report, the good news. And to everyone that believes and is baptized, they'll be saved. To those that believe not, they won't be saved. 
they'll be condemned or judged. So who had the power God revealed to them? Not the one who rejected it, but the one who believed. And the Bible said in this, this is the book of Romans in the first chapter, he, he says, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, because it is the power of God unto everyone that believes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. The gospel gospel is the power of God. God. And to who? To everybody? No. No. Not everybody has the power of God revealed to them. Those who believe. Who has believed our report? The prophet said. And the next phrase, and to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? And, And you see that it's something the enemy continually opposes and attacks is the goodness of God. It is just nonstop how the enemy fights this because uh, the scripture also says here in this book that the goodness of God is what draws people and what pulls them to change or to repentance. It's God's kindness. It's God's goodness. And when you start talking about God will heal you, God will help you meet your needs, He'll help you, help you get your debts paid off, He'll help, he'll help get you a new car. And, and a lot of religious people today, they go, oh, that's that, that's that prosperity message. Oh, that's, you know, we don't believe all that. We just believe the gospel. Really? Because <laughs> what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. And Galatians says that the Lord, uh, that God preached the gospel to Abraham way back then. Well, what did he hear? He heard, in you will all nations be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. That I, the blessing is on me and through me and by me others will be blessed. I am, by faith in Christ, I am the seed of Abraham, and the blessing of Abraham is mine. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, and I've got the spirit and the blessing. Is that good news, or is that, that's the best news you ever heard. Somebody say, thank you, Father, for the good news, the good report. And see, the very next verse here in in Romans, uh, Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed is the rest of the verse. But verse 17 says, so then faith comes. And the Young's literal says, it comes by a report. And the report by the saying of God. The word hearing is the same word translated report. And of course, he's already used that word, what, two or three times in the verses leading up to this. Report, report, report. Used interchangeably with gospel used interchangeably with hearing, and that's how faith comes, and it's, it's to those that the power of God is manifested and revealed. So when we, we look back at our uh, first text, you don't have to turn there, but when it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, how did we get it? From hearing the good report. Come on, can you see that? So the gospel is the good report, is inseparable from faith. And faith is inseparable from victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. 
Well, we, we looked earlier in our study at the contrast between the spirit of faith and the spirit of fear. Uh, Timothy says, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If God didn't give it to you, you don't have to have it. Is that right? And if God didn't give it to you, when it shows up, you need to resist it. Just because symptoms of fear appear, and even though you're tempted to fear, that doesn't mean you're yet yielding to fear. This is something that's confusing to people. You know, the psalmist said it like this. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We might say it like this. I won't fear any evil. But did you hear that word, will? I will. I will fear not. I, I, I will not fear any evil. So uh, it's a choice of resisting it or yielding to it. An enemy will come and bring thoughts of fear, alarm. He'll try to push you into a panic on something. And you may have, you know, the hair standing up on the back of your neck and goosebumps. And the, I mean, even if your knees are bumping together, you got all the symptoms of being greatly afraid. You have not yet lost the battle. Come on, are y'all listening to me? Why? You haven't lost. It's just time to resist. And the enemy will say, no, it's too late. You're already scared. You say, shut up. Fear, get out of here. Fear, I resist you. Leave me in Jesus' name. And the Bible said, you resist the devil. What will happen? He will flee from you. He has no choice. When you do it in faith, the Spirit of God backs you up. The name of Jesus is above every name. He's got no choice. No choice. But if you don't resist it, you, you give place to it. And the Bible said, don't give any place to the devil. If you're giving place to fear, you're giving place to the enemy of your soul. And so we must, know, we must be on our guard every day, every night, because the world we live in has got all kind of problems and stuff going on. And fear will try to get in you. You can't control everything that's going on around you, especially in other people's lives and where other people have control. Uh, and you can't uh, control everything that would come against you from the outside. Thoughts, feelings, all that kind of thing. You can control what gets in you. Amen. I said you can control yes. What gets in you, that is completely in your control. It's in my control. It's in your control how I respond to something, how I react to something, whether I just give up and let it mow me down or whether I stand up by the grace of God and resist it. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm strong in the Lord. And what the choice that we make is whether we're yielding to faith or we're yielding to fear. Now we saw that, go ahead and go with me to Numbers, the 13th chapter. We saw such a graphic pointed example of this in uh, God's people that he delivered out of Egyptian slavery and bondage. And if you haven't been with us, we're deep into this study. There are several lessons that have gone before this leading up to this, go to faithschool.org and you can watch any of the lessons there, no charge, no cost. Uh, 
and you can get caught up with us because we've looked at this already in some detail. But in chapter 13, God has delivered his people out of uh, the control of Egypt. And I mean through some signs and wonders. And now he's gotten them all the way to the promised land, Canaan land, that he's picked out for them. They're at the border of this land, and it's time to go in and receive and enjoy what God had planned for you all along, what he promised to Abraham 430 years earlier. Uh, does God bring his word to pass or does he bring his word to pass? He never forgets. He is faithful and the passage of a little time doesn't change him. And so they sent the 12 spies in, we read in Numbers 13, and they came back after 40 days, verse 25. Verse 26, they, they came and brought back word to them and uh, to the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they said, uh, we came to the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And when they said that, no doubt there was a hush <laughs> or a murmur <laughs> that went through a wave of the people. Anak, Anak because that was the most feared, the giants. And without going into detail about it, there were giants that lived in those days. Genesis 6 talks about it and how they came to be. And uh, they were not ordinary human beings. Uh, like we said uh, last week, we talked about Og, who was the king of Bashan. He was a giant. And isn't that a good giant name, Og? <laughs> and uh, he had a custom-made bed that was 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. Uh, they made it to fit him. And no doubt, you know, it was a foot or two bigger than him to accommodate him. But still, I mean, <laughs> that's a big guy. And Goliath whom David slew in 1 Samuel 17 was said to be some, we, we actually have the numbers in the scripture, he is, he is some approaching 10 feet tall. And a, a person of that size, a, a man, a warrior, probably weighed six, 700 pounds, and he's a warrior from his youth. And so there is no hiding behind a bunker and shooting at him. There is no sending of drones <laughs> flying over and dropping the bomb. You got to get your blade and go hand to hand with some of these guys. That like when they said Anak, that, that means some of these guys are giants. And so the people just, they panicked. They just, the spirit of fear came on the group when they told them about the giants and all of that. And... Um, you could feel it, you know, when we talk about spirit of fear, that's not just mentality of fear. Spirit of fear, spirit of faith. These things are not just thoughts, they're also feelings. They're also inclinations. They're also impressions. There's another realm besides the physical material realm. 
It's the spirit realm. Uh, dimension is a good word. There's another dimension beside the physical dimension. It's real. You and I are not just physical beings. We're not just a brain and a body and the rest of the body. We are spirit. And we exist apart from the body. When you die, uh, your body dies, that's not the end of you. And you won't turn into something else. You'll be you, just like you are now. I mean, you're sitting there right now looking at me through those two windows we call eyes. And we might, if we could see you, we could see your body, which is the house you live in, the tabernacle. But we don't see you. You're inside there. And so... Spiritual things are real and, and they have real effect in this realm. You can sense things. You can feel things. Uh, there are times, you know, you, I've seen pe people come into a room where people were having a, a, a real fight and yelling and doing all this stuff and, and didn't hear what was said or done. But when you walk into the room, you can feel it. Well, what are you feeling? What are you well, the tension, the anger, the, all of that stuff, the hurt. Well, see, that's not something you can touch with your hand. And yet, it's real. And fear is that way. And faith is that way. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, spirit of fear. Spirit of faith. What do we do with the spirit of fear? God didn't give it to us. So we resist it. We oppose it. We say, no, you cannot have any part in my mind, my heart, my life, my words. We, we, we need to be on a crusade to stamp out fear. Amen. Right? In your house and your thing, no fear here. Amen. None. When it comes to faith, totally different uh, response. When it comes to faith, that's why you come to faith school. Is that right? We want all the faith. We open ourselves up. We say, fill me up. With the word of God, I want my confidence to rise high. I want to be strong in the Lord, right? Amen. Trusting Him, convinced Him, fully persuaded, Amen. completely convinced, full of faith, full of faith, no fear. Well, the spirit of fear swept through these crowds. There's hundreds of thousands of people here, and it swept through this bunch, and Caleb and Joshua could sense it. And they could see this thing slipping away from us. And so Caleb, verse 30, immediately, he stilled the people before Moses. And he said, he stilled the people, so what's he doing? He, he's having to hush them. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shh, shh, shh. Hush. Listen, listen, listen. And finally, well, why, why has he got to say that? Because they're, uh, you know, freaking out. <laughs> they are just, you know, Anak, Anak, <laughs> giants. Because they had their hopes up that we're here. The land's here. We're going to get our land, which they should have. That's what they're supposed to do. And now it's slipping away from them. The Bible said, don't cast away your confidence. And that's exactly what's happening here. Their confidence, they're, they're casting it away. They're pushing it aside. That, that one word when they said, yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, look at all these grapes. Look at the figs. Look at the pomegranates. Nevertheless, what does that mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference because we'll never have it. We won't see it. 
and people's confidence that, that they were going in, that they were finally here, we're going to get it. Be on the watch for anything that tries to rob you of your excitement, that tries to rain on your parade. Huh? Because again and again, and every time when it's something the Lord told you, it's the enemy trying to dampen you, trying to uh, steal your excitement, and that would effectively mean you have no more hope or no more expectation, which means you got no more faith. You have let it go. You have turned it loose. And, and Caleb and Joshua and Moses and Aaron too, they, they can feel it's slipping away. They can feel the fear going through the group. And so Caleb goes, wait, 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 li no, listen, listen. And finally he got their attention. He said, we can do this. Let's go up now. Get your gear. Let's go. We're well able to possess this thing. <laughs> now, what are we hearing? What are we hearing there? Why? That, that has some punch to it. Is that right? Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? Well, we see just a little bit later, we're going to look at it, uh, that Caleb had a different spirit. He had another spirit from these other folks. Well, you can see that, can't you? Because I'm in mean, the very next verse. What do they say? What did they say? He said, let's go up at once and get it, possess it, for we're well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him, these are the, the ten other spies that went up. They said, we're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land. They said, the land we've gone through to search it, it's a land that will eat up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw are men of great stature. And we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, that come of the giants. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their side. Is this a complete contrast? We can do it. Let's go. That's how faith talks. <laughs> Is that right? It's how faith talks today. Not just then, faith has never changed. And the other side immediately says, we can't. We can't do it. We can't take it. That's how fear talks. That's how unbelief talks to this very day. I can't. I can't. There's no way. We're too little. It's too big. We don't know. It's too much. It's too hard. We can't. That's how being self-conscious instead of God-conscious and yielding to fear instead of faith. I don't want to be full of fear. It's a miserable life. It's tormenting. It's debilitating. And it robs you. It robbed them of the promised land. But it didn't rob Caleb. Didn't rob Joshua. Did it? Faith. Even though it's not appreciated by many. Even though it's mocked and opposed by many. Faith will get you results. Amen. Even if it's further down the road than you would want, if you'll just hold on and won't quit, through faith and perseverance, you will inherit the promises. Amen. And you will see and you will enjoy the good land amen. that God gave you. Can you say amen? amen? Our time's up today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith. 
giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.